You're listening to 17 Karat K-Pop. For more information about the variety of topics covered on the show, as well as my other podcast, How to Stand, visit 17karatkpop.weebly.com. And if you enjoy this episode, please consider becoming a monthly donor to support my work and allow it to continue to go on and be free for all to access for as low as 99 cents a month. Visit the Support the Show link on my site's homepage for more information. Hi everybody, and welcome back to 17 Karat K-Pop. Today we have got new music to talk about from Seventeen, from Taeyeon, diving into the lyrics of what all of that means, diving pun intended, plus tons of other miscellaneous headlines. Without further ado, let's dive into your K-Pop news roundup of the week. Taeyeon has released yet another song. This one he made quite a while ago and actually teased a bit of it on a V live stream previously. But now Blue is finally out for streaming officially, the full thing. This song he worked on with the producer Zaysun, who also worked on Psycho by Baekhyun, which is one of his best songs, honestly, as well as Last Piece by Got7. So keep your eyes out on the producer Zaysun as well as Taeyeon, of course. The fans have already been going all out to promote this for him, which we love to see, even paying for Instagram story and post paid advertisement posts, the sponsored ones that show up in your feed whether you're following them or not. People have already been doing that, so shout out to all of them for doing that, spreading the word, being his PR team. Blue passed 500,000 streams already as of recording time, probably a lot more. It marked Taeyeon's debut as a soloist on the K-Rock Genius Korea charts. He was in 5th place, but then he surpassed 17. Then he was in 4th place, surpassed JB from GOT7. Now he is in third place for most followed Korean artist on SoundCloud. The only people above him right now are Chanyeol from EXO and BTS. Chanyeol has quite the long-term reputation for releasing songs unofficially just on SoundCloud, not promoted by his company or anything, but just on the side as side projects. He definitely has a presence that developed over time on SoundCloud and the like. So it'll be hard to just sweep in and surpass Chanyeol, so Taeyeon may be stuck at third place for a while. However, while Chanyeol spends two years in the military, maybe Taeyeon will surpass him by releasing new stuff while Chanyeol's account stays dormant. So to those hundreds of thousands of views, yeah, I think Taeyeon could surpass that. But the discrepancy cannot be overstated enough between the hundreds of thousands of followers you get for second place on SoundCloud versus reaching BTS level, which would take over 3.47 million. But I digress, the order doesn't really matter, just an interesting situation here. More attention is also being directed toward Taeyeon's other recent SoundCloud releases, like the Dark Clouds remix, which just passed 2 million streams. Let's break down the lyrics bit by bit, and as we go along, commentary to intersperse between the lyrics. Going inside that hollow space, inside it is the color blue, universe is there at the end of it, Come find me out of the blue, we fly. All of the longings, all of the loneliness, pour all of them out. He's basically singing about describing this void, this hollow space that you could physically go into and just kind of remove all of your thoughts, like the pensive in Harry Potter. Take those bad memories out or take your feelings out. It's just a place to vent and let your feelings out in a way that will leave them there out in the open. So you can deal with them, confront them, and get them out of your mind. He also keeps describing, as the song's title suggests, that this is happening 
in a place that is blue, and that the color blue, which is meant to be this calming color, is filling this void where you're throwing out there into the world your most negative thoughts and feelings and wor biggest worries. He's basically painting the picture of a therapeutic environment in more ways than one. I'm growing sick of everything. I hope the days will become brighter. Drowsy again inside all my dreams. Spit out something new and patch up the spots with holes. I build the path that reflects myself in the mirror and make it so I could love the way that I am. Basically talking about how he's a work in progress, and I want to go back to that in a second. Some people call me a fool. Some people say they can't understand me. This blame confines me and keeps me from leaving this place. Couple of things. One is that it makes me think of his tattoos. One says under and one says stand, and how he's always preaching about understanding other people. Second is that on his VLives time and time again, he's brought up that message about how people aren't going to like what you're doing, and you can't please everyone, so might as well just stay being yourself, even though people may call you a fool or ridiculous. Third thing is that I wonder if these lyrics are a subtle response to the Lawn Flight criticism that people had when his lyrics for Lawn Flight came out, and some people were saying they were childish and just not smart lyrics, not a well-written song. And he responded, I thought, in the best way by just saying, basically, well, isn't it a good thing if the lyrics are childish? Why is that automatically a bad thing to be in touch with your inner child? What's wrong with this song? You know, it just makes people happy. Sometimes music is feel good and that serves a purpose as well. It doesn't always have to be that deep. So I wonder if he's kind of taking a dig at his haters there as well. Lastly, it's interesting because at this point in the song, he's really painted this picture of a therapeutic place where you can leave all of your negative thoughts into this empty void and it then calm down. But now he's saying the blame and the comparison that is taking away his joy is confining him, and he, now he can't leave the void. So now he's in this void with his negative thoughts circling, but he can't even leave now and just get rid of it, like intended. Ultimately, I take this on to be about feeling like you're falling into this void, but the void is blue, which is meant to comfort, and so fine, you can withstand being in this environment, as long as you are there with someone else who's comforting you, holding you, and telling you that everything's going to be okay, which is what he also sings about in the chorus, is just, it's okay now, it's okay now, can't get out automatically, and finding a way to cope with that. He said he intended to make this song comforting for people, and that's why he wanted to release it now. He felt that's he felt like that's what the world needed. The song has gotten that positive feedback from fans like myself, who really do love it. It is a comforting special song, and I'm very glad he released it. What's really interesting to me, and brings home that point I wanted to get back to, he was saying on one of his super common V live streams, at least frequent compared to some other artists, this is when he really felt like he became an artist. When he got that positive response from fans saying they really appreciated it, this song is exactly what they needed in their lives right now, that's really interesting to me, because he's been in several groups with NCT and Super M, He's been considered the both unofficial and official leader of a giant group of people. He's viewed as a freaking famous superhero. And so for him to say he finally feels like an artist, not after awards, not after his song that's been the most commercially promoted, but just after hearing after one SoundCloud release, fans say that song was just what I needed in my life. Music is so healing in that way. And so... 
that's what it's all about. And that's what I respect about him and other artists who are in this for the right reasons and are continuing to then use their platform to make sure music is the healing source it ultimately can be if they put that time and detail into it and take into consideration their positive impact they could have by just being open and vulnerable. I really want to belabor this point because it sums up what my show is all about and why I even have these podcasts about fandom culture and being a fan of someone and why that really is a big deal. What is the big deal with your favorite K-pop stars? Why is it such a, as some may call it, an obsession with people? And it's ultimately because of moments like this. Because life is admittedly so freaking hard, whenever we find those three-minute pockets of joy in our day, we naturally want to gravitate towards and thank profusely the artists who gave us those moments of joy. This is why I think fans have a particularly intimate connection, or at least a sense of one, to famous musicians as opposed to famous actors, athletes, etc. Because what's unique about being a musician, about being that type of celebrity, you show so many sides as part of your job. It is healing out in the open, and that really resonates with people. Actors or athletes or the like maybe just portray less of themselves publicly, and so their lives seem less relatable. You can't see them as as human as the people who are healing in public. Coexisting these musical personas that are fun and confident while having these sessions on live streams, talking to fans, looking you in the eye through the camera, and sharing their more vulnerable sides through solo projects that they just release on the side. So they are both polished and they show this less polished, less confident side of themselves. Musicians ultimately bear their souls in ways that transcend the language and remind us that they're human. And songs like this that talk about coping with negative feelings and finding a way to just admit you need somebody, you need some source of comfort, that is ultimately Taeyeon admitting that he's a work in progress and he's keeping his humility about his celebrity status. And it's inviting fans to join in on the project. So if life is all about a project and reinventing ourselves and figuring out who we truly are, how to be better people, etc., improvement is a lot more manageable, it feels a lot more possible with community, when you're not going it alone. So while all celebrities may have fan bases because they may show that they're a work in progress and that appeals to some people, Musicians, especially certain ones like Taeyeon who are extra open and constantly communicate with us via live stream and other less filtered, scripted platforms, they're not just saying they're a work in progress. They're saying they're a work in progress and they invite you to join them on this big group project, on this work, on this progress. Let's figure out how to work through our flaws, our insecurities, our setbacks together. Lifting each other up is what it's all about. Please support Taeyeon and other artists who really are in this career for the right reasons. The direct streaming link I will include in my weekly newsletter, but also https colon two backslashes m.soundcloud.com backslash t-a-e-o-x-o and the song should pop right up. Speaking of artists who use their platforms for the right reasons and for healing and music to comfort, I think I've already driven home the points about Bang Bang Khan, so I'm not going to repeat all of that like I did last year, but I do want to point out some of my favorite parts of it. 
One was the fact this was eight hours of content. Two was the throwback images, seeing them when they were super young. Really just emotional to see that underdog phase of their career, and even before that. Three, you gotta love Jimin and J-Hope's dance battle. Four, the way they always include a message to us, like special thanks to our biggest voice army is what they said this time. Five is the fact that 2.7 million concurrent viewers were watching this. It was also naturally the number one trending topic on Twitter throughout the show. Lastly, what I loved, but it also felt very, very bittersweet and emotional, was ending with Microcosmos because that was the final song we've heard live from BTS since the start of the pandemic when we couldn't see them live again. So it was really emotional to hear that again and be taken back to that moment, the pre-pandemic moment that was just, oh, I miss it. I'm so excited for their tour to finally happen, but not holding my breath for that to be soon. More big BTS news. They have a new collaboration with McDonald's, and I have a lot of thoughts about this, but first the details. It officially happens starting May 26th, and there's kind of a an extended rollout period, so starting in May 26th it'll be available in the USA and some other countries, but then gradually over the next month or so it will be more and more countries. So it comes to Indonesia last, June 25th. So between May and June 26th, about a month's span of time. It includes a 10-piece McNuggets, medium fry, medium coke, and several sauces inspired by certain sauce recipes used in South Korea. As of recording time, merch has not been revealed to be a part of this collaboration, but it was involved. There was specific merch to promote this meal for Travis Scott and Jay Balvin, the two previous celebrities who have had McDonald's meals so I have a feeling there will be BTS merch to go with this collab. This is the biggest rollout that Emil has had for McDonald's with nearly 50 countries. And I have three main thoughts about this. One is that if these orders do not come with photo cards, that is the biggest opportunity missed. Like, what are you doing, McDonald's? Where is your PR team? How did you not think of that absolute goldmine of an idea to offer a photo card instead of like a toy with every purchase? Offer BTS photo cards or even tiny tan toys or something. Because that's what would get me to buy the meal, frankly. Not for the meal, but for the actual photo card. If you are BTS ARMY or actually in any K-pop fandom, you know we will pretty much do anything for photo cards. So if they don't offer those, I don't know what they're thinking or not thinking. The bar has been raised for every other jingle, so if your jingle does not have a BTS version, you need to change that. Get an app for that. There needs to be a sound effects BTSify your jingle website or something. Because I didn't know I needed them to sing McDonald's jingle until they did. Same goes for every other company now. It needs a BTS remix. Lastly, it's time for Wendy's to figure out what they are doing because their sassy Twitter account has not had a quip yet for this and I'm waiting. And they have not tweeted since this news came out as of recording time, so interesting that they are not having a rebuttal. This commentary I'm making is totally going over the heads of anyone who doesn't live on Twitter, but I digress. Some quicker BTS updates. They are nominated for three Webby Awards. Fun fact, did you know the Webby Awards have been around since the 90s? That was news to me. I assumed it was a pretty new social media-inspired award show. But no, the Webbies have been around since the 90s. BTS is nominated for their online concert. 
as well as their carpool karaoke segment and the YouTube Class of 2020 graduation event. BTS also is on the cover of a new special collector's edition of Entertainment Weekly. It's already out now wherever magazines are sold. You could also order a copy online. It's called The Ultimate Guide to BTS. This truly is something worth getting because a lot, there are so many times where for any artist really, you can find some sort of thing, an unofficial guide to them, something that's passed off as a collector's item when it's just nothing. It's just someone who threw together pictures of the artist mixed with sound bites that look like real interview quotes from a new interview mixed with just a bunch of stuff that anyone could have put together. And so that's just whatever. It's just a way they make that money is by putting together an unofficial guide to an artist that may not truly be worth your money. But this one I will officially endorse. This one really was made with intent and with care. Full disclosure, Jeff Benjamin worked on it, friend of the show, but also other journalists who really do write by K-pop, really make sure that they aren't just adding to stereotypes about the industry or bad-mouthing it or just writing in a way that just isn't interesting. They truly add the perspective and review of BTS comments. They, they, their commentary is worth reading. It's actually worth reading, and it is insightful, and it's fair, and... They really work to get this right and do justice by these iconic artists. Lastly, BTS and TXT just won in the International Forum Design Awards for Communication Designs. TXT for their Dream Chapter Series and BTS for their Graphic Lyrics Series. Story number four, CJ E&M is shuttering their Stone Music Entertainment sublabel. The big reason why I think this is noteworthy is because, remember in a previous episode I talked about how there's been a lot of restructuring of K-pop companies lately. Not just HYBE and Big Hit Entertainment and all that, but also SM Entertainment is reorganizing their sub-labels, and RBW Entertainment just bought a company, and then you've got JYP and YG that have investment stockholder changes lately, so... A lot of companies are kind of doing a spring cleaning, and CJENM is the latest to do so. So it's interesting because they all have issued statements that kind of send the same message home about we're doing this to stay relevant, have a more efficient and more globalized approach to our music promo strategy. So they're really globalizing their strategies all at once. It's really interesting timing. And it really indicates the intense competitive music marketplace of today. So Stone Music Entertainment, home to Eric Nam, Roy Kim, Davici, has been fully liquidated. Which in stock market speak just means that the parent company has taken any of the money in Stone Music, any of its assets, and distributed that money to other sub-labels, other parts of the company. So any actual money that was in Stone Music has been dispersed elsewhere, so all the money is out of Stone Music and it's just going to be a shuttered division. For distribution purposes, there may still be a Stone Music label. So if you buy a new Eric Nam album, for example, it may still say Stone Music, even though it's technically now just CJ E&M. But aside from labeling, for all intents and purposes, Stone Music is no more. What that means for the artist is unclear, Probably nothing as consumers, it's probably more of an internal change that they will go through. The company itself, this decision is just 
truly strategic. It's not like they are on the brink of bankruptcy or anything dramatic like that. But noteworthy because of the timing to correspond with all these other K-pop companies trying to change things up, economically speaking. Last big story today, we have to talk about Seventeen's new song. Hitori Jinai, which means not alone in Japanese, is their new Japanese single. They released it alongside Japanese versions of Home Run and Run to You, which they've already performed on various Japanese shows. All three tracks off of this Japanese EP immediately rose to the top of Japanese music charts, Not Alone topped iTunes in at least 10 regions around the world. The video for Not Alone is the classic lovable wholesomeness that we love to see and expect to see from Seventeen. And the lyrics are also really true to Seventeen in the sense that they have layers to them. They're just part of a light and fun song, and they don't betray that nature of the song, but at the same time, they, they address some deeper issues if you look beneath the surface, which is what I love to do with songs. In these lyrics, they have an interesting switch-off between using you, me, and I. Do you want to remember? Do you want to wait for this? Will you walk to you? A dream in your memory? I heard a voice calling me. Should I have been by my side? Did you lose? Are you proud if you are not alone? That lyric sticks with me the most. Are you proud if you are not alone? Because it can be interpreted in so many ways. Are you proud of who you are outside of other people and your relationships to them? And you add emphasis to any word in that sentence and it adds a different meaning to it. Are you proud if you are not alone? 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 Like any lyric, any word in the lyric you add emphasis to changes the meaning. Are you by your side? I'll make sure I'm not alone. At the surface level, it's a song about friendship and youth. If you want to really read into it at a deeper level, it's also about friendships that are suiting you and are healthy relationships and how to be your own best friend and let other people in. The joys of having both of those relationships with yourself and with other people. So those are the bigger stories of the week. Now let's get to some miscellaneous rapid-fire headlines. NCT 127 is going to participate in the new Global Citizen-hosted event. It's called Vax Live, the concert to reunite the world. This will be a YouTube live-streamed appearance May 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time. You can watch, instead of YouTube, you could go to ABC or CBS to watch it, but... The YouTube live stream will have an extended cut, and if history is any indication, they will put the K-pop act in the extended cut that won't get onto TV. So if you really want to make sure you don't miss NCT's performance, I would stick to the YouTube stream if I were you. You could also listen through the iHeartRadio app or radio stations too. Taman is enlisting in the military May 31st. He will join the military's band, which is interesting. Taman is such a favorite of mine. This one is going to be hard. It feels like we just got Shiny back together and now another member has to go off. At least we get one last Heyman concert and comeback solo before he goes off. In other military enlistment news, D Once's Youngin has enlisted for May 6th, and FT Island's Lee Hongji just got discharged from his years in the military. Woods officially has his own light stick design, B.I. as a solo act has formally announced his fan club name, which will be the IDs. Drippin' just announced their fandom name, which will be Dreamin'. I think that's super cute. 
some TV appearances to look forward to. Twice is set to perform on The Kelly Clarkson Show, April 27th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, which is 1 p.m. Chicago Time, Central Time Zone. That will be this coming Tuesday. Schumann from XO is set to MC a new show on Channel S. It's called Drink With God, which is a play on phrase with a movie that's popular in South Korea. And it's basically a show for drink in recipe recommendations. Right before their debut full-length album officially comes out, NCT Dream will finish releasing episodes of their new YouTube reality show, Chillin' in the Dream, which started airing April 17th and will have more episodes coming out until May 7th. Black Six has officially announced their disbandment after their contracts were expired. Penemeko just joined P Nation. Soo Hyun from UKIS has decided to leave that agency after 13 years with them. BM from Card is the latest artist to join the Mindset app, and his audio collection on Mindset just dropped on the 20th the other day. Shotaro from NCT just joined Instagram. Two members of Treasure had to get tested for COVID after someone at the Seoul Performing Arts School they go to tested positive, but both members luckily tested negative. Blackpink officially has more Spotify followers than One Direction. Fun fact, they are also still the only girl group in the top 10 list of most followed acts on Spotify. They're in sixth place overall. Baekhyun's Bambi album continues to break records. He was a million album seller, as they nicknamed him, and now he can be nicknamed the two million album seller total. Forge is the gown album chart, so if you bought a copy of Bambi that did not count towards the gown chart, that's not even factored in here. So bottom line, he's selling so many albums and we love to see it. Over 1 million units of Bambi have been sold in just 20 days. My J-pop queen, Real, her video for The Sixth Sense just surpassed 30 million views. Red Velvet's video for Russian Roulette just surpassed 200 million views. Passing 300 million views is BTS's video for On. Passing 400 million views is EXO's Love Shot video. Love Shot was in my head the whole day I got vaccinated, so naturally that's probably increasing the streams. People are... I hope that's not just me being weird as always. I hope other people are having Love Shot and similar songs in their head all day during their vaccine days. Anyway, and BTS's Boy With Love video is now officially the fastest Korean boy group video to reach 1.2 billion with a B views. That wraps up your K-pop news recap of the week. I apologize, I said there would be multiple interviews this week, but one just had to be rescheduled, so another interview is coming next week. But in the meantime, check out my interview with Bonnie J. Wallace. It should be the latest episode, not counting this one of the show. That is for my other podcast, How to Stand, but it should show up in your feed if you're subscribed to this show. And she talks about being the mom of Dove Cameron, about her experiences entering the world of Hollywood, about what it's really like at Disney Channel, what the audition process in Young Hollywood entails, all sorts of interesting insider information in that interview. So make sure you check out that interview. It was a great conversation. Lastly, before I go, I would like to direct your attention to this really great comprehensive resource, anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co. Following that link will lead you to a page that is updated constantly with donation links, sources for AAPI mental health, ally training, places to report incidents of anti-Asian harassment, 
stats and educational resources, articles about the latest Asian hate crimes so you stay informed about this alarming trend. Lots of resources are compiled there. It's really a useful tool. So I hope you go there, check out their material, spend some time with it, and just continue to remember that is a prevalent problem that we need to not forget is happening and do better every day to be allies to the AAPI community. They add so much to the world and we need to do better to stand up for them. Thank you all for listening and I will talk to you all again very soon.